Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night, as it is each and every single week here in my household. Got uh, Jesse in the house. Got Caleb. Hello, all. Hey. Caleb in the house. Yeah. Caleb is a is a guest speaker here tonight, or a guest uh, interview, or whatever you want to call it. We're very uh, we're just we're just chatting. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. we're we're yeah. friends yeah. hanging out, man. That's what Talk Junkies is. Come on. Yeah. Well, we're we're very pleased to have you on the show, man. Um, you've been on once before with uh, Pat from Truth Money Freedom. Missouri yeah. Liberty Alliance, which that's well, not a it's thing. Actual, it's not it, that anymore because yeah, of Roy Blunt. Mis- yeah, Missouri Freedom Initiative. Which is still, it's a beautiful a beautiful name, man. It's a pleasure to <laughs> have you on the show. Yeah, How are you doing, man? Here. Oh, I was doing all right. I'm just going to drop off the uh, the link to this over here on a couple of chats. There we go. Hell yeah, get more people involved. I'm all for it. Um, if you guys are interested in last week's podcast, we had Dan on, uh, Dan Cox. with uh, He's a constitutionalist. Um. There was a comment on last week's podcast where someone had mentioned that Dan dropped out of out of college and no one should listen to what it is he has to say. And I don't necessarily agree with that, man. I think Dan brings a lot to the table. Um, the Constitution is very important. I think if we were to not necessarily abide, but if we were to go with the Constitution more often than not, I think that things would be better. But uh, if you are interested in what the Constitution has to bring, we talked about term limits. We talked about um, just some other things that involve the Supreme Court. Check out last week's podcast. It was a really good podcast. But anywho, uh, again, we have Caleb from the Missouri Missouri Freedom Initiative. Missouri Freedom Initiative. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just here representing myself today and a little bit of them too. I mean, I for sure. There you go. Uh, but here we are, and we're gonna have a good podcast tonight, man. And uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that it's just it's crazy. You got inflation going crazy. You have all of these uh, from. Early 2021 and up until now, we've had over 20 food processing plants that have mysteriously burned down. You had uh, the the 2,000 to 10,000 cattle that died two or three days ago uh, in southwestern Kansas that was allegedly heat stroke um, related. But then not even a day or two after that, you had a a train derail in southwestern Kansas with just masses of mass amounts of coal on on the train. Mm -hmm. Then there was a fire somewhere in another country that or it was in Australia, I believe where it was like an oil refinery or a power plant or something like that, that that was up in flames. I mean, just the the insane amount of things that are going on right now. It's just very crazy, and that's kind of what we're going to shed light on tonight is just some stuff like that. Well, in the past two years, it's actually been, um, if I remember correctly, um, it's been like 97, 94, 97 of the processing plants that have burned to the ground, and it seems to be their only excuse is, oh, well, we were destroying the birds for the avian flu. When you do that, you don't burn the whole damn building down. Well, right. And when, <laughs> with the avian flu, and I never address that, though. I think even within the CDC or FDA guidelines, you can still eat uh, a chicken that has avian, has the avian flu as long because we cook it 265 degrees, at which point yeah. kills the bacteria in the in, in the bird, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. The, the viral load. Yeah. I mean, I mean, FDA. What else do you expect out of the federal government? But hey, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And people don't realize that if you look into the, the massive amounts of chicken that have died in the past year, you're looking in the tunes of tens of millions of chickens. It's crazy. Just I think it's, it's the same price point as ground beef right now, or if not higher, it's mm. chicken. It's all just really bad. Exactly. You know, yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's, it's, it's very, very bad. You guys want to see the? Uh, I want to see the actual live chat. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that would be phenomenal if we actually get some questions. Well, you pulled up on your phone, Jesse. Yeah, That's always so been. I just pulled it yeah. up and it's leaning up against my soda. Let's hope I don't have to take a drink. So how do you, how do you say? Is it gun eye? Is that how you say it or gunny? Yeah, gun eye. I, I don't know exactly how he. Uh, 
I don't know how he pronounces it, but we always call him just one of the other <laughs> streams. So. For sure. But so, yeah, it's uh, he's uh, he's over in the. Um, I want to say he's in the Columbia area. Talked to him quite a bit. Good deal. Um, well, let's let's hit it up, man. Inflation. What's going on with it? We had the uh, we had Jenny Ellen come out today saying that inflation's here to stay with us for 2022. What do you see with inflation, Caleb? That's been obvious for a very long time. Um, inflation was always going to be that way, um, particularly with the fact they printed about 30% of the monetary supply back in January of, or not January, um, uh, throughout basically throughout 2020. It started in March of 2020, April of 2020, but then they just continued printing and printing and printing. And um, it's the inflation isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, something I, I like to throw at it is uh, you can kind of see how they the more they start proxy wars, the more they can circulate that currency outside of the general economy, which kind of dulls it a little bit. But there's only so long they can do that. So it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. When you when you print that much money, you're going to have to have some you type have of war. You have to launder it somewhere else. Otherwise, it's going to go straight to inflation. Okay. And I, I know you had talked about <clears throat> bringing Pat on to talk about the bond market and all that stuff, but I mean, like, you, we got to be able to dive into it a little bit. When you talk about Ukraine, um, you say that, so for the war, and and I don't even know if I'm even coming at it the right way, but I mean, so as of right now, we're at, what, close to $50 billion that we've given to Ukraine when it comes to money? Yeah, and most of that is uh, either more printing or more tax dollars. Right. And, uh, well, inflation is also a, the hidden tax, which means that every bit of savings you have is just gradually losing its value. Right, because the dollar is not backed by anything. Mm-hmm. No, this has always been said as far as a smart investor goes, is you have to match inflation with your investment. If you just think, like saving money is such a great starting point for people to get their finances correct. But if you don't ever get to tier two or tier three of learning finance, then you fail immediately because all of your money goes to waste. Like it's not just your hard work going, it's your hard work is wasting away at a certain point of just saving it. It has to match at least inflation. Super basic principle of um, investing and, and understanding finance. I don't, I don't exactly... Well, let me put something this way. So what, what, what would you say the difference is between money and currency? Money and currency? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they, they both go immediately hand in hand. I could not tell you a differentiating... Uh, Money has value. Currency is a promise that likely and can be so just a, never fulfilled. So, so just like a note. So, just like a note yeah. saying this is worth whatever. But that yeah. has so much variance that now I, I bet you're a big proponent proponent in investing into gold and um, like hard mineral usable things to an extent. But um, moreover, all physical assets like. Property, property, weapons and ammo. Um. <laughs> no, that that's that's all correct. Tangible, tangible things. Mm-hmm. How much? Whenever you heard of the word NFT for the first time and that acronym, how much did you laugh? Maybe I... laughing so hard you shit your pants, like myself. I'm like, <laughs> this is the most jokeable fucking thing I've ever heard of. Is non tangible or non fungible token. tokens? This ridiculous idea of that, which is. Well, as far as the spectrum goes, you want physical things that are worth things. And then you have this opposite spectrum of just absolute ridiculous fucking things there. 
I, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a weird fucking thing here. No, no, you're good. I don't even know who's and, leading and see, the podcast and now. And see, there's another, there's another angle to look at, too, when it comes to, like, NFTs and crypto versus Federal Reserve notes. Because Federal Reserve notes are tied to a central bank that they have the absolute total control over. And you can go deeper into that and talk about where all that came from with the Rothschilds and how that controls and leads into the other central banks like the, uh, the central, like European Bank, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Deutsche Bank. Um, uh, anyway, the, the different central banking systems, most of the Western world uses the U.S. dollar as the uh, world reserve currency. Um, it's a centralized system. Now, crypto, on the other hand, it has its faults. It definitely does. But I will give it credit for one thing, and that is when it is completely decentralized, there's no one person has total control over it, which is why the Federal Reserve and those people in power want to go over it, go after it so bad. Um, now, is it still traceable? Yeah. People will tell you it's not, but unless you can have physical devices that share those codes along without an Internet connection... Like a, just a quick Bluetooth connection, you can pass it person to person down the line. But the moment you pass it through any of the ex exchanges, which once again are tied to the tax system and everything, and it's another way they you know get into your uh, your personal life and everything you buy and sell and everything. Um, they can trace it. So I don't, and, and that's the biggest thing for me is like how decentralized really is cryptocurrency. Exchanges are not, but the currency itself can be has the potential. But when you're talking about the the, the technology that we're uh, combining this with, especially on a federal level or government level, they're going to have their hands in it. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. you saw, I mean, it, right whenever Dogecoin started being big and obviously Bitcoin hitting 70,000. I mean, I, I don't remember at what point when Bitcoin hit its, its, its all-time highs, but that's when the government got involved and said, hey, we're, we need regulations with these cryptocurrencies because... You know, uh, they it, want their hands in it. It undermines their system, so they're going to attack it directly. Right. And in terms of the actual, like, the app exchanges and stocks on the, um, legit, like, the, the uh, legitimate Wall Street and uh, Main Street stocks, it's, it's, it is heavily, heavily controlled. doesn't mean you can't exchange it person to person directly through devices. Or you can't have, like... Um, Actually, I have a something on me in my wallet. Someone at uh, this prepared homestead uh, expo I went down to had uh, these guys. It's a physical, um, actual card that has the code in it. So like a physical representation. Uh, a physical representation. You can give this to someone. It's supposed to be worth $5 equivalent. Okay. And they can this, scan this, and get the $5. This is like bucks. the hidden cash. Okay. It's the same thing. Um, just has so a QR this, code the, on it. Yeah, this this is basically just the same thing um, as cash. The difference is it's completely decentralized. And there are ways to do that. But isn't but it almost defeating the purpose of crypto whenever you have it in that form? So you just physically pulled a piece of paper laminated in front of me of cryptocurrency. And doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Not necessarily. And the reason being is that the difference between that dollar exchanging it to someone... It has a code on it, and then has um, the, its value. That do, that value of that piece of paper is controlled by a central bank. This is not. This is always worth whatever a free market is going to claim that's worth. Okay. And it's you have to understand the difference between 
money and worth and wealth versus a currency. And a currency is effectively, no matter what it's worth in between, is still immediate an intermediary. If you have, this guy has two turkeys, this guy has five chickens. They want to trade. They could either trade it, you know, $5 a piece for each chicken in between to equal those, or they could just trade that. A currency is nothing but an intermediary. And the problem is, is that when you hold on to that intermediary for a while, and you have a central bank that alters its value outside of anybody's control. Um, now, I'm never going to be a, a full proponent of, say, a, um, what do you call that, a, a fiat currency. But as someone who chooses to do so and trade in that, you're going to be better off trading in something decentralized that you know what its value is going to be that day versus, oh, an arbitrary claim from the Fed. Oh, almost at that sense is what you're saying is, the system that we have right now works. It's just extremely corrupted. And, and that's the problem with the U.S. dollar and inflation and, and all this. Well, and it's just extremely corrupted. Not just that. It's that something that is completely centralized will never work because of human nature. No. And I, dude, I fucking get on board with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. So fucking, like, that's the easiest. Like, but, but I, it, yeah, but it, I'm right there with you. But we got 100%. We have to stick to what is presented in front of us. And we know that, uh, you know, human beings are inherently always going to be that way. So w what would work? In Unless we come up with good fucking litigation. I'm still about this. I still, I, first of all, I'm still one to believe in uh, a capitalist, a capitalism that is uncorrupted, even though it has been corrupted, but uncorrupted capitalism works the best. But let's, and the only way to have an uncorrupted capital market is to not have any government involvement whatsoever. That no, that I'm a libertarian. That includes patent laws. The moment you start having government say that this patent is owned by this person, then using that government to interfere with that market, you run into another problem because then you have government pick uh, one corrupt person. Government can pick a monopoly and make a monopoly. So what you're asking for now is higher standards of political officials and law being set into place that that holds them accountable to their actions. Well, to an extent, but... That sounds nice, though, right? To everybody. I'm pretty sure every Amer voting American, regardless of what side you sit on, would probably appreciate maybe a little bit higher standards that limits them on what they're allowed to do whenever they're sitting in office and allows us more, more leniency to us voting them in, th things, things of this nature. Yeah. Then you have to understand the actual structure of the Constitution and how it's supposed to work versus how it works out now. Um, I would take me hours to go through all the, the little fine details of the, of the founding generation, what they pointed out and what is happening now as a result. Um, but at the end of the day, um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for here? At the end of the day, people that become in a place of power will become corrupted. Over a long enough period of time, it's I, I completely agree. Right I'm 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 a big proponent proponent in believing that human beings, given a long enough period of time, will become corrupt because eventually somebody comes in. That's been the case on every historical level you've ever fucking read in history books. Eventually, societies crumble and they become corrupt, and then bad shit fucking happens, and people, and it only it. Whatever amount it takes is differentiate, differentiating between time periods, but eventually people get angry. They go, hey, 
You took advantage of us too much. Now we're going to go, you know, French Revolution or fucking whatever it is. And then shit happens and then you reset. And then it happens again. And then it resets. I, I don't, well, yes. There's, there's more to that as well. Um, so first you got to understand exactly how it's supposed to be structured versus how they've made it structured. Um, the federal government is supposed to be the subordinate of everything. They are not supposed to be the central power of anything. The only things delegated to them in the Constitution is foreign affairs and domestic trade. And it's not even, it, it, people like to take the term regulate and look at it and go, oh, well, it means control. No, it doesn't. In that, in that era, it meant to make efficient. It's like using the term of a governor on an engine. What, it do, what does it do? It controls the RPMs, but it keeps Her, it going. You're talking about her- hermeneutics and the, and the misunderstanding of what words were like back then, especially within litigation, which I'm sure it's vastly people, fucking different. And it's because of Supreme Court precedents that, that it, effectively they adopted a, a... I'm just trying to shorten this up the best I can so you get the point. And that's that they picked up a, a, a system of deciding cases, which they're not supposed to decide on cases. They're supposed to issue opinions, not rulings. That's nope. another topic in itself. Nope. But um, stare decisis means rule by precedent. It's something that was adopted not too long after the turn of the of 1800. Um, I mean, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson widely, widely, widely spoke out against the courts. The Supreme Court considered them to be um, a an unelected bunch of sappers and miners that um, expand their power arbitrarily. And therefore expanding the power of the federal government. Um, the reality is, is how it's supposed to be structured. Um, it's supposed to be the people that tell the states what to do. And then the states can cut off the feds whenever they see that the feds aren't doing what they're, any, they're going outside of their bounds. That should have been done a long time ago. In fact, I would look at uh, one of the... First things they did right after the turn of uh, of nineteen hundreds was uh, the Dick Act. Anybody familiar with that? Where they national, nationalized the they basically nationalized the National Guard of each state. Those were the state militias. They turned them national. Completely unconstitutional. Not supposed to be there at all. Um, so they were like a federal movement, as opposed to being like states had to like okay. This is what's happening as far as defense. Now, we'll agree to it, disagree. Now it's just like, if we mobilize, we mobilize. These these military budgets as they exist, not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to have more than four-year period, and it's supposed to be based on a, a formal declaration of war. When was the last time we had a formal declaration of war of any kind? Was the Iraq War? Not World War II. <laughs> Oh wow! Every war since has been unconstitutional. See, the, enough, yeah. we we've always been a little bit like, you know, soft footed because of we've never had our boundaries crossed outside of you, you know uh, Pearl Harbor, you know, like. But that's that's for yeah, a different that, story. There's a whole other, yeah, there's a I, whole I know. Side I, I was about to say there's there's a different side of that. But as far as our boundaries being crossed, as far as you know, us being involved in a war because of shit that happened to us directly. That was Pearl Harbor, but. Yeah, yeah 1942 was the last official declaration of war. Uh, 1941. Um, it was a few days. Yeah, well, actually, when did we formally declare war? 
December 7th when that actually happened. Whenever it was financially. I mean, it, so it, this uh, this all goes back to having Dan on last week and, and w- what truly is the Constitution. And we look at these things, and I, I think what we clearly can see when whenever we talk about these types of topics is simply the fact that there has been a mass propaganda p- campaign that has gone on ag- ag- against the American people. And what is the Constitution? It's we the people, right? We are the ones who decide what happens in this country, and that slowly dissipated as time has went on. Each and every single year, whenever, if you want to go back to 1942 or whenever it was, mm-hmm. they have, with with the onset of technology, they have been able to figure out how to lead us as sheep into the slaughterhouse. And we are slowly doing that, yeah. right? And, and that's completely frustrating. And um, I forget the basis of what we're talking about. I was, was kind of going to some backstory here on to, to get to where I'm going with this. But uh, if, you, if anybody out there really wants to... Look more into exactly how the wording of the Constitution is supposed to function, because the Constitution is nothing but words on paper. It's a parchment barrier that does nothing without people enforcing it. It's the population that's supposed to enforce that on the government. Correct. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, if you really want to understand the exact phrasing and the exact um, why they did what and how, I'd highly recommend looking at 10th Amendment Center. It's like hours and hours of video content, but it's worth it. Um, (laughs) But uh, when it comes to um, the parchment barrier, people are supposed to be the ones enforcing it, but as as time goes on, you have, oh God, like World War II. People, after they got done with the war, they came home, they wanted to just not have anything to do with anything else. What did they do? They raised their kids in quiet, you know, uh, su- the suburbs that were developing at the time, and you had what you called the silent generation that came out of that. What is it? Uh, we had Paul. Um, Paul Revere? No. We had Paul on. Um, oh, Paul Enslaved. Paul Enslaved. Talking yeah. about weak weak generations or or easy generations yeah. give birth to weak men and yep. then give birth to like struggle is that kind of the yeah. kind of this weird fucking cycle that that it happens is. it is within- but, there, but it's something that wouldn't happen if it weren't for the government interference in the first place and the reason i say is because without the indoctrination camps known as public schools to teach the kids to um, be compliant little sheep you wouldn't have this problem um, what was it, 1971, the, um, the Department of Education was established? I think it was 1974, 90, I can't exactly remember what date. But Somewhere around there. Without, oh, you you with, have some replies. That's yeah, nice. I know, yeah. With, oh, crap, I'm about to knock this over. I need a second. Yeah, we got uh, Briberty Gibbard in the, in the chat going hard. Appreciate you on that. And then Gun Eyes in there as well. Uh, yep. I'm trying to figure out a way to set I'm gonna this up. going to be right back. <laughs> Um, anyway, but I was going to, I was kind of going into how, uh, just kind of using this general image of how it's supposed to work as a basis. Now you go into today's times and you have the amount of corruption there is, and you look at the, the currency as it is, how much money they can print, how they can move it around. One of the biggest enemies we have is <laughs> towards, uh, enforcing, um, their crap on uh, on the states, public service unions. Because where does that money come from? 
What do you mean by public service public unions? Service, public service unions, police unions, uh, prosecutors unions, sheriff's unions, um, uh, what else? Uh, teachers unions even. Okay, so locally within each state mm-hmm. type of thing. Where does that money come from? And unlike another union, what are, who are they beholden to? When you're talking about the board of these organizations, who are they beholden to? Mm-hmm. Right. And those are the people who are making money, and those are the people who are answering to the people who are paying them. So who are they beholden to? They're beholden to whoever they get the money from. Right. Because the government just steals the money, hands it out however. Um, what do you mean, steals the money? From taxpayers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Taxation is theft. I'm so, not... <laughs> but is it, that's 100% I agree with that. But that's, that's part of the national budget type of thing. Mm-hmm. Budgets that aren't supposed to exist. Right. The reality is that... When it comes to doing anything within the states, the federal government has no legitimate authority outside of post roads, which is basically interstate highways, right? Um, to produce money and budgets for any of it, um, that's not within their jurisdiction. But what do they do? And with the Federal Reserve, they can keep doing it. Um, so at the end of the day, what you have is you have public service unions. Those public service unions get the money from that, both the federal and the local, which they end up pushing for more property taxes, which in turn, when they push for more property taxes or anything of that sort, then they're not beholden to those people. They're beholden to keeping that money supply going. Who creates these budgets on a state level? Legislatures. But look who goes in and lobbies in the legislatures. Who? Public service unions. The people who are on the board? Have you noticed? It, it's like it's like we were dealing with, with the 2A Preservation Act. One of our biggest oppositions, you know who it was? Public service union? Missouri Sheriff's Association. Right. Because anything that would cut into their budget is an enemy to them. Correct. Anything that would... So we've allowed it to happen on a local level. As opposed to even, yep. forget about even federal and at this point. It's because the difference between, say, a union that would be like a, what, you know, because I'm, I'm not really for or against unions privately. I have no pers- no opinion on them because it depends on the situation. Sure. Issue to issue. But when you're talking about public service unions that have no ties to a market, all of these things, all of these violations of the Constitution at the federal level, can't be skipped over by the states until you get rid of that interference. Right. Because that interference, at the end of the day, is going to be who's paying those politicians. The politicians, you know, you, you get all their donations, and who are, who are, they, who are, they, um, 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 who are they going to be um, following? Are they going to be following the people that are going to put them in office, necessarily, that aren't paying attention? Because a lot of them don't. A lot of them are armchair politicians. They say, oh, I'm just going to vote this party or this party and don't care either way. But how can you change that, though? With, I mean, political parties will always have that issue. Well, we're, talk- we're, we're talking about talking a about, local level. We're talking about how to deal with the public service I mean, unions. a local level, it kind of dwindles a little bit, right? But it's no, still no. there. Uh, you missed a lot on the public service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you missed a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, they can still be paid out, right? That's what we're... We were just talking. Uh, about my, my apologies. No, my you're apologies. fine, man. You're you, fine. You missed a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just walk back in here? 
Yeah, no, I was outside. I had to piss, man. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so basically, I mean, like, hand me that tequila. I'm gonna dude, piss again. Which like this, this, where is it? This corruption is basically starting. I mean, the the lo- lobbying is essentially starting locally. Not even the, on an. At, at the end of the day, the lobbying where it comes from is a combination of federal dollars from whatever federal committee, like for example, teachers unions, when they start with the whole thing with the with the lockdowns and everything, and they were demanding the states do lockdowns. A lot of that came from the teachers unions. That becomes a problem because they lobbied them. They use combination of money that goes into their unions from, you know, out of, you know, union dues. And then you have that with federal money from the Department of Education. And guess what happens? Then they pay politicians their donations. If you like, let me give you an example. You look at Dean Plockers, one of the biggest, the biggest moron we've had a problem with um, because he is the, um, in the Missouri House, uh, he is the, um, at least, actually, no, I think they just elected him to, to um, what is it, um, Speaker of the House. But he was the um, majority floor leader. So when you're a majority floor leader, how it works in Missouri is that they are the ones who decide what bills go on the floor. One person. One person <laughs> decides who's going to go on the bill, put a bill on the floor. We had HB. Uh, 2118, which would have um, ended... Um, what does it take to have a bill redacted at that point? Because what you're saying is is there's new bills, new issues. Is there bills that are completely redacted from from what was put in? That, that had happen, to have that happened. Happens to, that happens to, and I'll explain that in a minute. But when you have um, people like Dean Plocker, he was a former prosecutor. And if you look down his campaign finance list, because they're all required to report it, you know who he gets a bunch of money from? Okay. Medical unions, which is still technically a public service union because they have a lot of involvement with federal money. Would you be okay with some litigation coming in as far as, oh, if you're taking a dollar bill on the side, now it's criminal? I'll get, in, I'll get into that here in a minute. Okay. Let, me fin- let me finish where I was going with this. So you go with the, um, if so it was from medical, you know, national, ma- national unions, and they receive a lot of money from Medicare, Medicaid funding. Mm-hmm. And they get paid regardless. You have um, you had the prosecutors' union that funded him quite a bit. You, if I remember correctly, I can't guarantee this, because, but I think if I remember correctly, um, he took money from Missouri Sheriff's Association as well. Okay, so the bills we had to push through, we had 2118. It would have moved the burden of proof from in a, pers- in a situation of a personal you know, self-defense shooting. It would have moved that burden of proof onto the state. They had to prove that you did wrong. He killed that bill. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt so, you. I'm so gonna, you're weakening on, you're on, weakening a personal defense case. Oh, fuck all that. Where, how did we even get to this point? Because to me that sounds insane. Mm-hmm. That someone who's taking uh, taking money from well, all that, these... That's they, all gun, these it, no, no, we're, we're not, I'm not even talking about what he's talking I'm thinking about this Dean Locker guy or whatever. Dean Plocker. Dean Plocker. He allows what is voted on in the House of Missouri. Mm-hmm. How does one person have swills? No, fuck that, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> when he's taking political con- contributions from from other unions or whatever it is, national unions, whatever, whoever the fuck he's these people. Who, if you are speaker of the house in any state, you shouldn't be able to take but any type issue, of money. Fuck that. That's but insane. The issue, the issue is the insane. politicians that probably you're backing right now too. 
probably have we don't affiliations. Back, we, don't back, we actually don't back any. Particular, okay, any so so you're the that. neutral. You're the great fucking. You're the great neutral source of just beautiful shit that that is libertarian as fuck. We don't back politicians because they're corrupt as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But in some way, you almost have to, and it's really difficult. This is what I'm getting at. This is what I was getting at in general. Is we need fucking some litigation. That says if you're taking money that benefits you while you were in office, you need to be prosecuted yes. on a heavy fucking well, level. There's there's that, but there there's different ways. To Is look. this not just some simple fucking shit that, that every American should be frustrated about you know and be that, like, hey, where is this fucking litigation at? You have all these fucking bankers that are tied to mm-hmm. so-and-so, and this person hasn't from COVID. They fucking pulled out a bunch of fucking money. Five fucking politicians. I don't know. I don't even... I, I wish I was more knowledgeable on the actual fucking names. I'm, I'm sure you would. They fucking... You just get away with everything, mm-hmm. and we suffer for it. Well, let, me, let me give you some examples here. So, like I mentioned, 2118. Killed the bill. In fact, uh, one of our guys that's on the channel a lot, Casey Rich, he went up there. Talked to Blocker in person, and Blocker told him to his face that Bill will never see the light of day. To his face. And then gave, uh, from my understanding, gave, I, now I can't confirm this, but he gave a weird laugh about it too. But um, that was one. And then you have another one. It was to ban the uh, arm thingy in public schools, that requirement in any way, shape, or form. You know who else he takes money from? Pediatrics Association. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, we tried to get rid of the sales tax on food. Yeah, that didn't go too well. Um, there was one other one. I'm, I, I'm not thinking of it right now. But point being is that the until you get rid of interference from public service unions, they can take money from their donors all day when it comes to the actual campaign funds from people that just want to vote for them. But the moment you start having unions that are not tied or or, or not um, compelled by any public source and then demanding their agenda and the endorsement of a federal agenda on the states... You're screwed. It, it sounds like nothing is going to get done. It, it sounds like little pieces will get done, and the money is there so much on the other side that it, it will absolutely be a wave to fucking take it out. This is why. Wait, this is, where's, hold on, hold on. Because like the, they, they got SAPO through. They got SAPO through. We did get it Dude, through. but that doesn't. Reason, how, how until the federal government? It's the fucking. This is what I said. You had Dan on. We, we had fucking you know Dan on. It took us eight years to get that through. Now, and I'm I like, involved for like, and like I said this on that podcast. I'm like, man, but you're fucking with the federal government. Mm-hmm. They're the most corrupt assholes that ever lived. Mm-hmm. They have endless money. Endless money. They're going to fuck you. But there's only. They're going to fuck only, you over. They'll always win. There's only so far they can go because eventually their dirty little secrets get out. One of the ways that we actually attacked them surrounding this is because we found a nice little audit out of the, fair, so the, out of the Missouri Sheriff's Association. Apparently, they received a multi-million dollar grant for iris scanning technology, which is illegal in Missouri, and that money was never sent back. You use it as ammo. You find every bit of dirt you can find on these unions, and you use it as ammo. 
Um, one of the reasons why they hate SAPA so bad is because on top of the $50,000 per infringement, per this, you know, um, and, the, and the fact that they can't work with the ATF, and by the way, with how that functions, if, let's say, for example, feds came in and said, all right, we're just going to... Fuck the ATF, by the way. Fuck the... Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, fuck the ATF. There's... You got you got to listen to this for a second. So, and this is where it gets kind of, you got to laugh at this too because it's 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 pathetic how badly they get screwed if they try to do anything in Missouri. Um, um, but this is my question to you: How long is it going to last? Yeah, you got your shit through. How long can you combat this? Because what what they know is they've always won. The federal government has always won. Name a time when the well, U.S. federal government them- hasn't won against even state level shit. I know they they lost against a bunch of arm arm uh, what is it uh, ranchers out in the desert. <laughs> they lost. <laughs> Man, but that's my but point. My you, point you, being you, though is at the end at the end of the day you have to attack those unions. You have to publicly attack those unions. No one does that, and that's the problem. No one attacks the ones that are funding these politicians. And when they don't attack those and they don't expose their bullshit, this is what happens. Man, I'm, I, I feel like I'm right there with you, but. So much has gone towards, like, wrong energy towards that. When it's... Ah. Mm-hmm. I think you almost and have to... You it's, have to it's, it, it's, it's basically like the blue line cult. The whole blue line thing is that the cops make this big old cover of, you know, supporting this and that. But in the end of the day, it's a gang. It's a, it's a cult. It's a, it's a bunch of... It's a brotherhood. Yeah. And what it is, is at the end of the day, they're going to protect each other, and they're going to protect their money. And I was saying a minute ago how SAPA actually puts them in a spot. Yeah. Is because... So how can anybody, like, they, trust you to, to be a backer of this when at some point you'll probably be in the same position as them? Oh, hang on. Let me, let me finish what I'm saying here. At, at, when, you, when you have... <clears throat> not only are the $50,000 fines and this and that, and then you also have that if the ATF comes in here... And they try to enforce something. They have to do it alone, which mostly they got nothing because they have no data from the cops. Um, And if they try to um, deputize any of the cops, that cop has to be fired. So effectively to do anything with the department, they'd have to fire and hire the whole damn department. But it goes through civil suit. It goes through civil suit. And it's rigged against them against, against qualified immunity. We... So, when it goes against, when it's in a civil suit, it goes through a discovery process. What does that do? It opens. Talking discovery of evidence towards a pending, towards a pending case. And where are they going to look? Man, they're unions. I think you shedding light on unions in in general, I think that that's probably a a start. And my my next question would be like me not really even being into this type of environment that you and and your your guys' initiative is in. A lot of people don't know this, man. And a lot of people don't know that oh. the, the Speaker of the, of the House of Missouri is collecting money. Just like people think when they when Trump says drain the swamp, and I'm not a big proponent of Trump in any way, shape, or form. I said it shape, any way, shape, yeah. or form. <laughs> um, but um, talking about draining the swamp, I think you think that on a federal level. You think about the banksters. You think about the billionaires. You don't think it on a local level. And I think that if you're trying to get stuff like this across to people, bring it in a local level and, and teach Missourians or teach 
people who are in Kansas or whatever state that you're in, you teach them that, hey, this shit's going on at a local level, even at that point. I, I had no idea, and, and that's my own fault. You know what I'm saying? It, well, it's, it, this guy's chomping it, a bit. He needs to get in here. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing for me to, to hear so much, at some point, political jargon goes so far, and it almost gets away from this human morality of ethics almost that I, that I think political. needs to be simplified so many viewers out there or listeners out there like will hear the podcast and they'll be like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about right now they're talking about gun whatever this this why is it important to me like it's it's more important for me to like hone in on a moral level of why like the why of things that because that we do and, and the freedom, like, I hate the, man, it was only a couple of years ago, the libertarians were, like, praised. Like, you were praised being a libertarian. You were like, oh, man, you're the badass, right? Like, oh, you had this free-thinking idea of being a libertarian. And now libertarians are jokes. Like, you're a literal fucking joke. You talk to anybody who knows anything about politics, you're like, oh, libertarians don't fucking work out. You talk about gun laws. You talk about everybody having freedom to do whatever. They're like, yeah, that will never fucking work. We need we need the government to fucking be involved in some way. It's, I don't know. It's, it's this weird thing, and I always like to make it to a layman's, layman's terms of, um, and you could talk about, like, bills and, and everything. Mm -hmm. But the morality behind it, mm -hmm. like he, he, between me and you, we we know what's right and wrong. Like between me, Caleb, uh, Paul, right right here, we we know what's right and wrong, right right now, and we know that, and it's it it has become miscued or or skewed. I'm sorry, in, in the sense of the terms of, of what's happening on on like a government fucking level. So it's just I don't know. Yo, you know, you see all the, the public, the public, you're not yeah, his mics. His oh. mics off. There you go. Oh, there we go. I wasn't closing. Wow, that's actually kind of quiet. Um, um, did I hit something? No. Okay. Liberty Jibiter said, "Thanks, Gary Johnson." <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a dumpster fire. What's Aleppo? <laughs> Where's Aleppo? I'm also what really is Aleppo? fucking drunk too. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But um, I mean. It, you you have to look at you have to look at the big picture. Okay, you have you have your public image. See, but I think that I know the big picture though, and it frustrates me. Uh huh. A lot of people don't see the. This is the same thing across all states. This is not just Missouri. Missouri just happens to be the first or one of the first ones that's really, or well, actually, really the first one that's putting a public eye on the situation. Um. These, these. Do, do we do we have some shit from fucking viewers? Like, yeah. Let me let me look through here. Um, yeah, we got <laughs> we got a uh, Briberty Johnson. Pol uh, politics can never be moral because no group can exercise a right that no individual has. It's true. No, they're they're this weird entity that that's outside of morality. Let's put it at this that way. point, politics can never be moral outside of the bounds of natural law. It's weird. It's this weird because fucking thing. The, the, okay, so let me put it this way: the basis of um, of the Constitution. And the Declaration of Independence. That's, that's why do you why do you hold true to those so much? Because let, let me let me ask Caleb really quick. Do you not have set morality within inside of yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, don't ex really quick the Constitution. Everything Caleb holds shit that was given to you 
either by experience or your parents or genetics or fucking whatever. You hold true to that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah. There, the reason he go. was able to have that, Jesse, is because they, shit. But the Constitution's allowed for Caleb to even be existed. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what you're saying is the Constitution just, just is a great representation it's, of holding those correct. moralities up by yes. that individual. Because, and I'm able to say, are. hey, hey, because here we I, are. I feel this way. I feel that, like I, I believe I believe in this, and and this is what I'm going to be able to. Well, I'm, I'm weird. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah. Let me let me put it this way. Here's 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 what I say. That was people. a poor fucking example. I'm going to be here's here's here, here's what I say. You have two types of law. You have natural law, and you have the law of man. In a society that is an actual free society. You have the law of man that only mimics the law of uh, the basic, the law of nature. Because in a free society, if you're going to have a government, it is only meant to be there to endorse natural law and help organize the existence of natural law. For example, you file a suit against someone that did, that did you wrong. Okay, there's, there's, that's there for that. You, you know, someone kills somebody, they're supposed to speak on their behalf. That is the basis of natural law. At the end of the day, though, it doesn't always work out like that. And because people, particularly those who um, want power, will take power. Um, the Constitution I, and the Declaration of Independence and all this stuff, I reference it because it is text you can look at and then look at its original definitions and you can understand how it's supposed to be in comparison to natural law versus how it is now. Because it's a solid representation, a written representation of natural law. In its original and that form. sounds fucking great. That sounds fucking great. Up until everybody's been reading that shit, by the way, for a long fucking time, and everybody's been abused. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fucking been abused. So, so what do you tell everybody knows? I, 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 I know, I know, I know the shit that that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to. The rights that are given to me, human fucking rights, right? I know that shit. They've all been taken away. And then, and we sit back and be like, oh, we're not gonna fuck with them. We're not gonna fuck. Okay, with the federal so, government. so we can go back this. And we, we, you sit but there, man. And you get, Jesse, you, hold on, Jesse, hold on. You sit there and you do that, and, I, and I'm guilty of it too. And we've all talked about it, man. But you're sitting. Next to someone who's actually doing something about what we're talking no, that's about. That's great. That's great. So until until you and I can get out of our our, our comfort zone and actually try and attack my, what, my hold on, comfort Jesse, zone, all, Jesse, also worries Jesse, me. Hold on. Also worries hold me. Hold on, man. Hold on. Until we decide to attack it like they are, that's a different story, man. We can all sit here with a big voice and we have a podcast and we can sit here and talk and do these types of things, but they're attacking it head on. Caleb, Pat. I don't know. Gun eye here. Gun eye. Uh, then there's uh, uh, I, whoever. whoever yeah, I mean, Jesse, yeah, one second. You, you, you can get in there, man. They are fighting the fight, man. They are trying to take no. it head on to, to protect those rights or whatever it is that that is. We and have I, never I, no, done and, that. And we and have I, never I done that. that. No, and I, I believe in that. So then do it. So then do it. So then do no. it. Then when you sit in that chair, then you can get angry. Then you can get angry. I can't get angry because I've never done it. I've never done it, man. Let me put it this way. See what you're actual what you're actually fighting for is something very minuscule nobody can get on board with. 
Like, no, I can't. Dude, I'm just Sapa as angry. Passed, bro. They got Sapa passed. Dude, dude that gun, is huge. gun laws, gun laws, whatever. Whatever. Uh, who, that's, the who last, gets, that's the last line dude, of defense. You literally, you're, you're talking about gun here's, laws here's right now whenever our presidents that we voted in are all garbage. All of them are fucking garbage. It has they to start garbage. somewhere. They're fucking out. They're out for them fucking self and then fucking all this. this. And this human beings have, hold on, hold on. has been raped hey. for their money and their fucking work. And nobody realizes their fucking worth. And nobody rises up to fucking see what they can be. They're and rising just, up. And, and They're rising me, up. Like, gun laws are a little bit. Dude, gun laws are a little it bit, is, Paul. Gun laws are just a little starts, bit of this problem. It starts somewhere. You you talk about a small let portion me, me, of an me, actual hey, problem. Hey, and our Latin federal government fucking rapes us. For our fucking information and fucking all this, Alpha fucking comes in owning Google. Anything you Google, they fucking track you. Fucking all this shit. We we've given up. We've given it all up because we're worried about the fucking oh the dark skinned people from the other side of the fucking river and all this shit. And we're worried about a fucking somebody that's actually coming in to be a terrorist. That's not what we need to be fucking worried about. It's our own government taking advantage of us right now, and everybody's fucking on board with it. Like. Like this is oh yeah. no, hey, believe no. it or not, believe it or not, there's more people that are not on board with that crap than you might realize. The problem is with the indoctrination, a lot of people don't realize that those other people exist. Another factor to add in there. Let me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know you. I'm, I'm, just, I know, dude, I know I'm, I'm literally, up, dude. I'm literally. Up, let man. Caleb get. Let Caleb get in there, man. I get it. Let me share a nice little. little <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I got to drive home. Um, a nice little phrase with you. It's a nice Latin phrase. Concordia res parve cuscun. It's actually a um, a phrase that uh, is the motto for the Tenth Amendment Center, but it's very it's very po- straight to the point because it means small things grow great through concord. Um, the whole reason you reference a constitution, the whole reason that you try to compare it to natural law, is because people know the terms. People can look at something and and learn that because when you try to educate people, you most people you have to give them something to look at in front of them on paper. It's sad, but it's true. And you have to have something in front of them on paper to see. And then you have to educate them on how and why this has become corrupted. You have to do, undo damn near 100 years worth of damage. But it's happening faster than... They could that they could undo it. It's happening far faster. Um, about a third of the NFA items are no longer NFA in Missouri. Um, <laughs> at, and this is only one thing. SEPA is only one thing. It's 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 a solid representation in some regards, and it's great we got that through. But then. You have to take more steps beyond that. You have to attack what is causing, the root cause of the corruption. And it is not worth trying to mess with the federal government. You have to educate the people in your local area and get them to enforce that crap on the state, which will in turn blockade the Fed. You have to attack it from the ground up. And not only that, but you also have to attack it at a community level too. This is why I personally, and and I know to an ex- some extent, the, the organization. Do you ever lose morality in, in having to do that local groundwork? You have to play to a, a certain tier of people. You have to say things in a certain way. But re- like for him, I'll give you an example. So if you want to attack a police union, and then you have thin blue liners, 
Do you want to run for office ever? You got my vote. No, I, I have zero desire to be in that cesspool. But that's the issue. Um, man, we need good men to fucking run, man. The good problem men and women. Is you're better off actually working from the outside in a lot of regards. If you can find some people that have a nice charismatic face and stick them in there. But we don't particularly endorse candidates. This organization does not endorse candidates. Um, we just give people airtime and then hold them to their word on things. But what we, we have to educate people. And if you can't educate them on top of affecting the legislature, you're, you're going to run into problems. You're going to have people that, that try to change things, but then don't. So I have to, I have to leave this podcast because Savannah's here. And I want to have so much more conversation with oh, you. Oh, we will. Like, I legitimately... Caleb will be back, man. He'll be oh, back yeah. for sure. I, I, I have I so many right questions for you. I, yeah. Man, my, my, my heart yearns for conversation like this. Especially, I, I want to get... You go so political, and you, you go so like... Let me, like let, this? Uh, let me explain, I, I, explain man, one more thing Man, but you. I can't... Oh, fuck. I this legitimately will, will take, have to go. Take me I'll, 10 like, seconds. About, about 30 seconds. In okay. order... You have 30 seconds. Okay. I'm going to yell that. I literally have a baby. Like, yeah. If, I'd love for you to meet him. I think he's going to be here. Do you want to hold my hold my kid? No, not really. <laughs> I've never been comfortable holding. Put the kids. AR. Put the AR on his head. In his <laughs> um, no, awesome. I wouldn't. I would not um, allow but that. Anyway, Never. but uh, it, when it when it comes to actually dealing with these cute. people, when it deals with, when dealing with these people, you're talking to blue liners. You don't attack the cops. You attack the police union. You attack the police union. You attack the police. Please, I would love to have yeah, this conversation. Yeah. I, All right. I you, gotta be. Love you, man. Be done. I gotta be done. You guys keep talking. Yeah, yeah we will for sure. We will. More of these. You'll he- you'll hear more too when you watch rewatch it later. I'm gonna kind of let me kind of get flipped around here so you can get by. I wanted like open conversation and I wanted to like respond. Hold on. Birdie, what? Yeah. I gotta go through. I gotta go through all that stuff. That should be fun. Ah, let's let him escapate. <laughs> escapate. Love you, man. We'll see you later. I'll catch you later, man. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. First Father's Day for you. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> nice. Yeah. See you, brother. No, I think it's really important to start on a local level, honestly. Like I said earlier, man, that's huge. That's really important. And- the, the political side is only a tiny little sliver of a piece because you, yes, you have to deal with these police unions. You have to publicly attack them, but no one has ever done it before. Right No, which is why it's time to do it now. <laughs> right. And, and they're not used to it. That's probably the biggest part. And whenever they get confronted and, and then they have to get used to it because now people are aware and they have to deal with that mm-hmm. type of situation. It, 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 I look at um, when you, when you, okay, so you have a lot of people that um, claim they know what they're talking about. And I like to call them armchair politicians. Okay. Um, But, uh, and when I say know what they're talking about, I'm specifically meaning the ones that just pick a pick a red or blue side and they sit in their chair and watch the news all day and say this needs to happen based on this rhetoric. Um, and it's I've noticed that the more people you that you talk to like that, um, and you can drag them in and actually they physically see the corruption in front of their face, they go through a grief process. And I mean a literal grief process. 
and w- waking up to the reality for a lot of people, it's rough because their whole life they believe that this system has this set structure and it's supposed to work this way. That would be like a. Oh, uh, let's see here. Someone, uh, you know, thinking two plus two is five all their life, and all of a sudden it's only four. What do you mean? You, you, that was a 1984 reference. <laughs> I, I, I've still never read that book, man. I still need to. It's better I, on audiobook. Yeah. It, it's just easier because you can listen to I'd use audiobooks because my eyes just suck for reading. Doing this text. podcast, I should have re- I, I should have read that book. But uh, I think you, you bring up a great point because, like, for me, it was it was at a really young age. Like, I'm talking, like, eight, like probably 19, 20 years old whenever – I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm not going to specifically say it was Zeitgeist that kind of opened me up to these types of – uh, conversations that we're having, but maybe it was. And after watching that documentary, the first one, um, and specifically 9-11, and uh, he opens up in religion, stuff like that, um, I think that kind of did open the door for me, and I was able to see past a lot of the things that are going on. Obviously, you're bringing a lot of new information to me that I had no idea locally that I should have looked into and probably tried to attack as well. But you're right, there are people out there who are 40, 50, 60 years old, and when they're confronted with these types of ideas or mm-hmm. these, the, what, what, what is presented in reality, in my opinion, they're like, well, holy shit. Like, you live 50 years old, and then you're like, holy fuck, dude. My, everything is just not what I thought it was. Like, dude, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. It, it, and it's, it's, it's sickening. And the deeper you go into it, the more you get blackpilled. And then you look at what can be done about it, and you understand what can be done about it. You get white-pilled. You know what the difference between those is, right? I don't. Okay, so you have red pill and blue pill. Right. You know, and then you, you know, cons- you know, however you want to lay that out. Hold on, what happens if you take the red and the blue pill? Usually that winds up being black-pilled because you just okay. see it's, it's all a dumpster fire. But, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the black pill just means it's, it's like, you know what? society's done. Just let it all collapse around me. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to crawl in a hole and die kind of shit. Right. Um, Then you have your white pill, which is where, okay, well, this is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, Society is going to collapse, which that's unavoidable at this point. Um, But you see a light at the end of the tunnel. You see a way out of this to make a better world out of that experience. And that is the white pill. And, I, and I'm going to go with Jesse on this one, though. I think that maybe you've seen that throughout the the civilization, the civilization of of what it is is called Earth, and you've seen these. I mean, you go back to the Egyptian times, and you you see what they were able to, what they were able to accomplish with the pyramids, and I think that that was worldwide, and I think that that was more on a, a on a global scale than what we're told. You know, all these pyramids came up at around the same time. This great technology is something we yeah, can't replicate. That's another thing too. I had to go into it. it, it, it but what I'm saying is, we can't. But we we can't replicate that. And not to say that that wasn't a, a, a cataclysm event that ended that civilization. But I think that if you thousand lo- year disaster cycle, that, that that could possibly be true. You know I, what I'm I, saying? I got, I've got to go through that one too. That's 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 going to be interesting. And and I, I would love to hear it. But it, it, what happens if that's not the case and this is just what it is human beings are and we can't get over ourselves to where we always end up in this in this position because you look at the Romans and they were able to dominate for over a thousand years and we're only at 250 years here in America, right? Mm-hmm. And we're no, we're, there's no way we're going to make it a thousand years. You know what no, I'm saying? No, it, 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 I, I, the reality is I don't see this country as a whole or at least in terms of bare minimum the federal government lasting outside of 
Um, I don't see this economy and the dollar lasting outside of 2023. So there you have it. 2023, 2024. I mean, we're not even going to make it 300 years at that point. No. Um, But the point being, the point of all of this is that if you can change change shit on your state level, um, you can stabilize it the best you can. So no matter, I mean, it really, no matter what happens to the federal government or that financial system, it isn't going. It it will affect your area and your community the least possible. Um, which is a true statement. I mean, living in Cass County, which you are Cass County, so am I. Throughout the whole entirety of COVID, we had no mass mandates. Nope, we had none, and that's with. I don't know how much influence you or how much you were involved with that. No, I was not even involved in any way. I just, at a local level. When it, when it came to that. But that's just where we're at, which I, is really cool to say that we lived in a, in a county that never had that a thing. That's I did, huge. I did troll the political. I did kind of, I, I, I lost, I'm, at not, I'm on my 10th Facebook account now because I trolled the health department so bad. Good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know, the, the most hilarious thing was when, uh, what was it, New York pulled that thing with the... Uh, um, with the uh, report your neighbor thing. Yeah. And everybody was just sending in, you know, dick pics and Hitler memes <laughs> and it destroyed the system. <laughs> it's that was hilarious. Yeah. It's what they get, man. I mean, but here's the thing. And as I was saying a second ago, the, the political side is only a tiny, tiny portion of everything. When you bring in unions, like you talk about, that's a, a way bigger side than the political side. Yeah. It, yes. That too. So that's another layer. But then you also have to affect the education portion of it. Um, one of the best things you can do is cut the Department of Education out of your state. Um, another great thing you can do, and that's, that all still goes into the political side of things. Because the Department of Education is a federal program, mm-hmm. okay? And, and, then, they have, and they have their hands in every, ed- in every school. Mm-hmm. So you're 100% correct, and yes, that know, needs to be gone. You know, prior to, uh, prior to that, you know. It was commonplace for kids to have guns in schools. Right. Never had any problem then, eh? <laughs> um, gun-free zones act, huh? Never had a problem then. I'm right there with you. You can't have gun-free zones. <laughs> um, I guarantee it's not a gun-free zone if I'm there, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I always feel by, weird going by, into a gun-free zone, I'll tell you that. By the way, though, um, interesting side piece about Missouri's gun laws. Um, so, no concealed carry permit. It's permitless carry, so... There, um, there's still places where it's where it's restricted. Businesses. Um, no, actually, that one is not um, not so much. Even if it says a sign up there, it's not a crime to carry in there. Okay. It's, it's when you go in like a bank or a school or something or a courthouse. Right. Now, if you have your concealed carry permit, it doesn't expressly authorize, but if you walk into a school and they say nothing, they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Fair enough. And the only thing they can do is get you for trespassing. Right. <laughs> you can say I'm there to protest. It's, it's not authorized. But it's also not a crime and not recommended. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Either. No, I wouldn't either. But you get my point. You For get sure. My point. They, they actually can't do anything about it here. Which means eh, anybody could be packing anything anywhere. And even if it's a parent outside of the school, I mean, good luck with that. Right. Good luck with anything and <laughs> pulling anything off in Missouri. Um Which is, yeah, which is why you've really never seen it in Missouri. I mean, tec- technically, if you're 18 and you're and you, uh, if if you're 18, you can leave your shotgun in the back of your truck and, and on a school parking lot because it's in a personal vehicle. Right. They can't. They 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 legally cannot say anything. 
Missouri is a beautiful state. Man. It is. It's a beautiful um, place. But uh, and by the way, for uh, for disclaimer purchase purposes, none of this is legal advice or legal advice. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. None of it is. None of it is. <laughs> We're a little bit uh, close to the close to the hour, my man. Uh, definitely went a different way than I thought it would, but I think it was beautiful, man. There's a lot of information that uh, was said. How much how much time do we have left? Yeah, we have as much time as you want. I mean, but we are over the hour. So, but we I mean, I, I did want to kind of touch on another thing too with it. Yeah, and let's this do is it. this is the community angle. Okay. So you can I was saying a second ago, you can educate all you want. Um you can act politically all you want and all that. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, those words on paper are still nothing if you don't go about making making use of them. Or you do your part to flat out exit their system. There is nothing stopping people on paper or legally or anything stopping them from exiting the system. Now, Missouri is not a gold and silver state where, you know, there's a, uh, you know. State uh, repository? Where where there's a repository. Now, we're working on that. But. Gold and silver are still treated like technically like money here because there's no taxes on it in Missouri. There's no um, sales tax on gold or silver. It's treated as a money. <clears throat> so you can trade in that all you want. Um, as for uh, exiting the system, Missouri's um, uh, cottage food laws are actually halfway decent. Um, anything you can or bake, you can sell it right out of your house. Um, you can set online. Uh, in fact, they just changed something. Um, we completely missed this, but it made it through, um, that now you can go well above the $50,000 mark for selling your, your, uh, baked goods out of your own home. Tax free. Uh, I mean, you still, no, sales that's, tax. that's, that's up to you. That's up to you. I'm not going to make any suggestions. Sure. On that one. <laughs> um, fuck taxes. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, there's nothing truly stopping you from using a different medium. As long as you don't use their dollars, there's nothing. If, if you can find a way to not use their dollars, um, that's not taxed. The dollars are taxed. Crypto, in a certain way, can be taxed if you run it through their, whatchamacallit, their systems. <clears throat> but um, if I give you an ounce of gold that's worth $2,000, I mean... And uh, let's see here. What would be something that would be, oh, hell, if you're selling that computer over there, and I, you know, the high-performance computer, and I uh, said, okay, here's an ounce of gold, and you, and you want to exchange that. That's not taxable. Um, <clears throat> same thing with any kind of physical trade. If, if you want to get off, their, off of their fuel, their fuel and everything, uh, get yourself an older vehicle. One that has a carbureted engine. Yeah, it's going to suck gas, but go ahead and throw yourself a wood gasifier in the back and run it off of trash. Literally, trash. If you take wood, if you take trash and anything burnable, throw it in a sealed area where it has minimal oxygen, just enough to produce heat from a little bit of burning, and then the rest of it is heat is superheated to the point where it turn it puts off hydrocarbons, and then that's run through a little radiator and pumped into your engine. Guess what? Free gas. Free gas. Um, you want to make biodiesel? Okay. Get yourself as much as you want of that um, <clears throat> uh, lovely oil from the restaurants that they have to pay to get rid of. 
methanol and um, sodium hydroxide. Proper ratio, heat it to the right temperature. Uh, my channel, I actually have a, um, a um, can't think of the word. Uh, description. I, I, I threw together a playlist on there. I actually need to make it, uh, make it, make it public just so it's out there so people can just click on it. But it's, um, I just threw together a playlist of a bunch of, of a bunch of different ways to make your own fuel. So you've done these things and you've put it on video. No, not that I did, right. but I found these videos of people just doing this. Yeah. And I'm trying to stick it in one place so people can just pick it up and look at it. But, um, and I do need to put content up there, but I'm waiting until we get this house done. That's uh, another story. But, mm -hmm. um, You can make your own fuel. You can raise your own food. You can grow your own food. You can, and it doesn't matter if you're in an apartment. In town. We've been catered to our whole lives, Caleb. So <laughs> it's it's breaking that if, mentality, if, right? And exactly I, because if 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 you're not dependent on them, they're powerless yeah. because they can't stop everybody. If everybody's independent from that system, what are they going to do? Have Waco everywhere? How's that going to go? Yeah, it wouldn't go well. They wouldn't have a country left. No, they wouldn't. They would. They would wind up killing themselves in right. the process. You think people are just going to hand over their ability to do that once they do it? Once they figure out it's their freedom? Uh uh, they'll kill for that. Yeah. I mean, you realize that in the U.S. <clears throat> as a whole, we have what is it like? And this is just what's known of what's on four four seven threes. By the way, the ATF um, they switched to their digital system, which is searchable now, even though it's not supposed to be. Once again, another bureaucratic violation. But um, they switched to their digital system. You know what their claim was? For what? For for why they switched to it? And they can track guns. I don't know. That wasn't their claim. That you know, that's obvious. They're going to try to do that, but. Um, their floor collapsed from so many four four seven threes. What was that? The ATF building, the federal building, had their floor collapse because of boxes and boxes of four four seven threes. What is that ammo? No, four four seven threes is the forms you fill to, to buy a firearm. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> no way. No, no, it actually happened. Their floor collapsed from too many four four seven threes. Millions. I think it was. Um, Actually, how many was that? I want to say it was. Now, you have to keep in mind that sometimes, you know, there's other firearms that have multiple firearms on them, too. But I, if I remember correctly, it's like 80 million of them. Damn. Now, keep in mind that of those four four seven threes of what exist in that building, because that's what they know about, because FFLs, if, as long as they're still around, have to keep that for 25 years. Well, actually, they made that permanent, so they have to keep them forever now. But, um. From the numbers they have, we have about 400 million firearms. And then you factor in, for every one of those, there's probably six or seven they don't know about. Right. And that includes a lot of other weaponry, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are they going to... Like, do they, do they think that they, they would have... Um, Kind of ability of whatsoever, and you have to think about the number of gun but, owners. But they, but only they don't even think about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, they don't. The, throughout the podcast, they don't even have to. Throughout the through what they've created through the propaganda mm -hmm. machine, mm -hmm. where where the state Which of mind is, is of, of the American society, they don't even have to worry about it, man. And I've talked about this, Caleb. I I truly and I honestly think that within the next thirty to forty years, they're they're literally softening up society each generation. 
to where they're going to be able to. Not, there's not going to be another thirty or forty. Years. But what I'm saying is, it, if they, if if they have it their way and it does go that far, they will be able to take guns away because that's how soft they are making society, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that that, that that's the end goal for them. And once they do that, then they, yeah, that's when that's whenever you know, they're able to do what it is they want to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree about softening up because if you actually if you look at the polls even their own polls line with statistics i don't agree with any polls oh i know i know i'm just saying with even with their own polls yeah their own just no way to poll 325 million i'm saying i'm saying at that angle there's been a drastic pushback the other way and then just from people that i know here in missouri in general people that you it didn't used to be that you could let's put it this way you didn't used to be you could you walk down the street you know, and talk to someone and just say, yeah, fuck the ATF. And they'd go, hell yeah. Didn't used to be like that. Um, well, no, here. So, Liberty or Liberty gibbered. gibbered. <laughs> the power exists not in their kinetic weaponry, but in the minds of the population. That's mm-hmm. a great way to put it. Which is why. Hang on a second. Um, you put E-H. <laughs> you misspelled what? I did, yeah. <laughs> but um, so you have to. This is why you have to attack at every angle. Um, the, my point I'm making with this is you have to attack every at every angle, including counter economic. You need to you need to have people need to be able to starting a, a movement to complete it, make a complete separate economic system as well. Because at the end of the day, once when the when the music stops and they're ready to to try to push something. Which they're pretty close to that. Um, they can't do shit when they don't have control over the food. They don't have control over any of that. Um, a lot of people don't realize, like for ex- for example, when it comes to even somebody in an apartment, if you have an extra extra little room in the house, you can throw a hydroponic system in there real easy and grow some tomatoes. And your neighbor next door can grow oh a whole bunch of heads of lettuce in it. And the neighbor next door down there can grow whatever. And you can keep it going down the line. If you have a whole bunch of, you know, people. I think next podcast, whenever you come over, and, man, you're, you're more than welcome to come over any week. We, we could talk about doing those types of things. Like just making people aware of what it is that mm-hmm. they're capable of doing. Because, again, I, we, we just started growing some stuff out, you know. And, and having th- three kids, it is difficult to do those types of things. But it's really not. It's actually easier than you think. So Get them involved. Yeah. I, I, you, you get the kids involved, teach them how to do it. Teach them how to dig holes. Have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we had a really good podcast, man. I just don't want to, I don't want to keep it going because yeah, for, for the, gotcha. for the listeners that, that, that don't tune in who are live, I just want to keep it at that because a lot of good information in there, Caleb, truly, man, especially when you get, when you get down to brass tacks and how locally it's just as corrupt as it is nationally. I think that that's really powerful, man. And just even bringing that up, I just want people to listen to that. Our average duration of, of people who tune in and watch the podcast is probably like 18 minutes. So it's really hard to capture an hour's worth of good conversation into 18 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you ever uh, thought about taking like specific, like just look? I need to. I need yeah, to do takes, shorts. Take takes snippets and put them in at like 10 minute, ven- 10, I need 10 to. 20 minute venues there. I have three kids, man. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll pay you money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But we'll, I'm poor, so. All right, well, we'll we'll talk about this outside, man. But uh, All right. uh, great uh, podcast with Caleb. Uh, Caleb, thanks for driving out here, man. It's 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 a pleasure and it's it's an honor to have you over here on Talk Junkies, man. Kyle, I'm sorry, man. I know you're tuning in. 
I know I, I we plan on having you on. Caleb was supposed to be here at 1130 tonight. I did get a text from Jesse super early today where he was actually able to come out and join the podcast. Um, so we did start a little bit early tonight, my man. So I'm sorry about that, Kyle. I'll, I'll text you in a little bit, my man, about that. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you in, in, enjoyed lies. it. Yeah. Is that what he said? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not lies, but I promise you. It's Father's Day. Je- uh, Jesse's girlfriend allowed him some time. Um, but the best thing you guys can do about this podcast is share it to everyone in your phone contacts, man. You just click select all, everyone in your phone contacts, and let Caleb to describe to you and everyone in your phone contacts how corrupt it is when it comes to unions uh, politically in your own state and how that that decides the discourse of legislation in your state and how crazy that is and how we need to change that. Caleb, thank you one for bringing the, that to my attention. And I will man. say one of the best ways you can find this information, go on it. Now, some states, it's kind of wonky how their websites work, but you can, they're supposed to report who their campaign finances are. And you can go onto the website, pull up their campaign financing, or at least search for it somewhere on Google or whatnot, and usually you can find out what unions have donated to them. And Start there. That to, compare that to the voting record, and you'll find out that it's the same way across the country. The more people get up in arms <laughs> over local politics, the better it is for all, each and every single one of us. Local politics, local community, and separating from the system. 100%, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. For all our junkies out there, stay fly and ring the bell.